RadioInfluence.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, no doubt indeed, this is Talking Schmutz. And on this next episode, we meet with Jen Whitaker, who is a screenwriter. And we talk about her Anola movie, her script. So B Moore and I go into it on Talking Schmutz with her. And then after that, we recap Old Dirty Sundays. All right, ladies and gentlemen, another episode of Talking Schmutz. Man, man, man. <laughs> <clears throat> Coming off a great weekend. Uh, we'll have to get that, get into that in a little bit. But uh, be more. You're excited to get into it. That's the man, problem. Man, am I. God damn, that was, <laughs> that was magical. Well, I'm going to start with my typical what up, what up. And uh, we just came off of ODS. Yeah, that was that was stellar. That How was, you feeling, Pops? I feel great, man, and I, and I appreciate you taking me out there for that because uh, I was I was rather nervous, and which is rare. I'm not nervous before DJing, but for anyone that's not familiar, Old Dirty Sundays is this event that goes on once a week, and they just celebrated their tenth year, and they fly in DJs from all over the fucking globe, mm-hmm. and it's raw DJs, and and the week before. Scratch Bastard was there, who's phenomenal. He won two different world championships, and he's just a hell of a performer, and the energy was amazing. And I'm like, damn, I got to follow this. Thank, thank God a week went by. And uh, I couldn't, my ADD was all over the fucking place yesterday, and then, you know, I'm walking around just fitzing, not to know, you know, not knowing what to do with myself. And you're like, how long's your set? I'm like, hopefully 10 minutes. Because <laughs> I was just so nervous, you know. But fat shout out to uh, to Casper and Fader. Um, also, Tom, Tom uh, threw his pom poms on. I think you were there for that. Yeah, he was awesome, man. To talk me. Shout off out to those guys, man. They, they're literally keeping the culture alive for Tampa Bay. So shout out to all three. Yeah, man. So every Sunday uh, in Ebor, you have to go to Old Dirty Sundays. Like DJs get invited. It's and it's something I've been wanting to do, even though I know the crew. You know, for me, it was a rite of passage, and it was a bucket list thing for me. And the energy was great. And uh, I look forward to going back, man. I appreciate uh, appreciate you uh, <laughs> talking me off the fucking ledge for that one. Man. Multiple times, multiple times, several times. Uh, and it was myself and um, what's your childhood friend's name? Is it Francine? Oh yeah, Francine yeah. from uh, what the hell am I doing? Uh, dropping it low in your chair. It looks yeah, like. Yeah, I am. I think um, I did that last <laughs> but yeah, shout out to Francine for uh, for being there for moral support as well. Uh, the drive out there, I was a little nervous for you to be honest because you. Uh, you had like that that deep smolder look going out the passenger window while we were going across to Franklin, and that's <laughs> that's when I knew you were nervous. Yeah. Normally, normally you talk hella shit. Yeah, <laughs> you all were the quiet time. from St. Pete. Yo, all the way my out to mind E-Bor. was racing the whole way, and I'm yeah. like, because I'm overthinking, but I'm listening to music you were playing. I had to put on music. Yeah, <laughs> you and I'm like, like oh, three or four man. tracks that I played in the car. Yes, because I didn't know what direction to go in, and it's like you got to feel the crowd out. Well. We're off a of, you know fresh off a of Labor Day weekend, so I would anticipate that's why it was you know by their standards it was relatively slow. Maybe I don't know 100, 150 people. Not mad at it. Right. Um, they still had B boys out there and B girls break dancing. You know, still had the cooks. Still had you know we we had a great turnout. I agree. Um, Shout out did, also to Smoke Dizza and uh, Gats who had a great show before ODS. Oh, that was amazing. They that, yeah, killed it. Yeah, so they, I didn't they even went know. at it. And I'm a big Dizza fan and I'm I, it was two for one for me, man. Yeah, that was a pleasant surprise. Two and, for one. And that was yeah, that was that, I like the boxing ring they had set up yeah, and everyone yeah. had champion, championship belts. Genius idea. Yeah, so those were two cats that were um 
they were it was a promo essentially, but they were pretty much just battle rappers just going at each other, which yeah. was quite, the, the quite energy from them to set the tone for the remainder of the night. Absolutely. Yeah. So hey, so got it off, uh, got it off my chest. I was, I just didn't know what direction to go in. So, um, you know, it, it just came together, and I got some real good reviews. So I'm real happy about that. And uh, uh, I always have to lose something. I still can't find my vinyl. <laughs> I lost my records. At least it's not my wallet. Usually it's my keys, my wallet. I'll triple check the car. Dignity. I, I didn't see it. You know, usually all that's gone. It's, it's, you left it by your dignity. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, so. well, I mean, the Sunday night we got a couple, a couple compliments from several very dope artists in, in Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. So shout out to everybody that showed us love at ODS, just to, you know, whether it's a quick shout out or a specific moment in an episode, we appreciate you guys listening. We also have uh, some very loyal listeners as well here. And uh, yeah, why don't you give an introduction? Uh, we have a first timer. Jen is in the building. Jen, do you want me to say your whole name? What are we doing here? How am I introducing you? Oh, uh, yeah, you can say my whole name. That's fine. How am I introduced? Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I don't have a cool nickname. Nah, well, yeah. You will by the end of the show. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> give it time. Give it time. So, uh, Jen is a, you're a journalist? No. Okay. I am a screenwriter. Screenwriter. Okay. And it's much I, better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've done journalism, but mm. uh, it's not really for me. I like writing like op-eds and getting into, like we, we did an interview. Right. That's how we met. We met at uh, Hotel Zamora um, several years ago. Seems yes. to be the common meeting spot for most A lot of friendships people. now. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's where it starts. Yeah. So writing about people and their experiences, that I enjoy. But journalism, just going out there and, you know, reporting on like what just happened or how mm -hmm. many, you know, hockey pucks went into the net that night is really boring to me. <laughs> Understandable. So I don't do that. I tried to write a book. Well, I did. I wrote a book um, and it's horrible. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna use it for. Wait, hold, hold, hold Explain this to me. What, what, what's the name of this book, and why is it horrible? Um, the name of it is Prodigy. Okay, and it's about a little seven-year-old girl who is just a genius, all-around genius, and she's orphaned and um, ends up living with her uncle. And there's a big conspiracy about how her parents actually died, mm. and um, the government kind of wants to secure her because of her intelligence, and she's kind of on the run from them. So, you know, it was a good idea, I guess, but mm. 200,000 words in, I oh, was just Jesus. like, I was like, I got to wrap this up. So I wrapped it up and then I started editing it and I, I got it to a point where I was happy with it at the time, mm -hmm. but I read it six months later and was like, no. Really? No. Are you just being hypercritical of yourself? Is that possible? No, it, it's just really bad. If only we had somebody here that was super hypercritical of themselves as well, talking about myself and Pops. So. <laughs> okay. Well, we, we can relate. Now, are you published? Um. Well, I have... I have been published in like uh, college mm -hmm. papers, like newspapers when I did do journalism and mm -hmm. op-eds. And I've been published in um, like some some university short short story writing contests, like fiction, nonfiction, things like that. Okay. Um, I don't have a lot of publishing credits to my name right now. I just entered a... Um, a contest through the VA, through mm -hmm. the Veterans Affairs in Bay Pines, because oh. I'm a vet. 
And they do allow um, veterans to enter this national writing competition. So I did a personal essay for that. And then I did a short script and a short script for comedy mm-hmm. for that one. There you go. And Friday I get the results of the local judging to see if I go to nationals. Ah, uh, good luck. I, I think you'll be all right. So the judging, because, well, first, first things first, thank you for your service. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, thank and you. second, the judging, what, what do you mean? Could you break that down for us as far as you said you're, you're, you're waiting for the judging. How does that work? How does well, that- apparently they are um, using specialists in each category um, because some are poetry, others are, um, you know, personal essay, then scripts. Yeah. And uh, so people who are out in the community, um, usually educators and academics and some uh, professionals come in and judge the work based on um, your everything from technical formatting to the storyline to just emotive kind of responses. So how does that work from you, for you? Because you said you wrote a book previously and now you're doing a screenplay. So that's drastically different writing. So how's that... Absolutely. You know, that transition work out for you? It was wonderful. I found my niche. I mean, it is, it's something that I can do all day long for hours. And, you know, with this screenplay that I've just written, uh, I can't even tell you how many versions of it I have because (laughs) I can only believe I I can only guess I put one thing in it. And then I, I decide to write this, this other part in it. And now I have to take that part out and, um, Oh, I brought you guys something. Uh Oh, Oh, perfect. Play. I was going to ask if it's if it's smokable. No, well, <laughs> you could. It does smoke if you want to burn oh, it. Let's check this out. What is this here? This is this is the book that the screenplay I wrote is actually inspired by. Oh, okay. So you get credit if you read that book because it's about four hundred and twenty-three pages, I think. With okay, with everything that's been happening over the past week with nine eleven, I'm I'm actually kind of you know, curious about this topic as well. Cause I'm the only reason I say that is because you know how it happens. 9-11 comes by and every documentary on earth is playing on every channel. Unless you're on some sort of like younger channel, like MTV or something, mm-hmm. you've probably watched a documentary or some clip of it. But I say that to say that with this specific topic, and I'm going to let you introduce it. I'm not going to spoil it, okay. but with this specific topic, I really appreciate the, the background and the history that you dive into too, as well. I mean, so just want to say that real quick. I, oh, well, I did some research you. on you. <laughs> okay. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Def, we all definitely need a little more information. I feel like our generation alone needs more information on that. Absolutely. Um, and the one thing I do want to stress is this is not a documentary. Um, this is a political, historical, dramatic adaptation that is inspired by the book. And awesome. that whole spiel means that I basically did a lot of research outside of the book. So I went to um, the National Archives. I went to um, the Smithsonian Archives, Senate hearing records. But then I also used my creative license to help tell the story of like there's conversations between a radio host Mm -hmm. and um, the director. Well, I don't have transcripts of exactly what was said between, you know, these two people on this one radio show. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I use my creative license to go ahead and move the story along, uh, but I use the topics and the points made within the book 
to use as dialogue. Um, I try to stay as true to the book as possible and use as much of the information in there as possible, but I don't necessarily portray it in exactly the same manner. Okay, okay. So do you want to tell us a little bit about what the book is about? Okay. Or the screen, excuse me, the screenplay is about? The screenplay is called Enola, and and I named it for the Enola Gay, which is the airplane that dropped the first atomic bomb on Hiroshima on August 6, 1945. The book that I've just given you and has inspired this entire screenplay is called Exhibit Denied, Lobbying the History of Enola Gay. And basically, uh, let me set the scene for you. You have kamikazes, Okinawa, Hiroshima, and the Enola Gay. Mm -hmm. And then you have Washington, D.C. in 1994. And lobbyists, veterans, members of Congress, and senators all square off with the National Air and Space Museum of the Smithsonian for all-out political warfare over an exhibit for the restored fuselage of the Enola Gay that is going to be on exhibit for the 50th anniversary of the atomic end of World War II. So there's so much propaganda going around in the media that it's actually noted by sociologists as probably the first instance of the cultural wars. And from there... Pretty much, you know, when when the media is engulfed in propaganda, whose history is going to win? Right. And then the culture wars, in my view, are pretty much the starting point that can bring us around to cancel culture that we're dealing with today. So it it gives you a good um, starting point. Yeah. To it's to, like history repeating itself almost. It's actually kind of scary. Yeah. It's, it's gone, you know, a little bit more branched out and yeah. and serious um cancel culture is just like yeah it never happened i talked about it yesterday but you know it didn't happen at least in the culture wars they were like they were biased it wasn't fake everything it was just you know people were biased and that's how things were we were just talking about being canceled what last week yeah, yeah. absolutely I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm working on my third this year so uh <laughs> as far as being canceled that is but the the um enola gay the name itself could you give us a little bit of information the, about Anol- the, the enola gay um is the name of general tibbet's mother general tibbets was the uh, pilot who was in charge of the uh, Enola Gay mission. He flew the Enola Gay and was actually the person who ordered the drop. Well, President Truman ordered the dropping of the bomb, but he actually flew the plane that that dropped the bomb. And unfortunately, that didn't actually end the war. Uh, Three days later, on August 9th, we dropped another bomb on Nagasaki. Mm-hmm. So um, after that, the day after that, the Japanese emperor declared peace. Um, but the Enola Gay itself has always been symbolic of that first atomic drop. Right. And what most veterans assumed would be the end of the war. Nobody really expected the need for a second bomb, but it was a show of strength that we did have a second bomb and maybe we had more. It was a a chess move for real. (laughs) One thing I I, I looked into it a little bit just to learn a little bit, just because I was curious, it it sparked my curiosity. Mm -hmm. And one weird fact that that really stood out to me was when I looked into it, 
The bombing itself happened, I had taken a note. It was uh, 2.45 a.m. Can you imagine that? Just, Yo. just yeah. 2.45 in the morning, just, man. I, I, for some reason, my mind always pictures stuff like that happening during the daytime. But, man, 2.45 at night, that's uh, devastating. That's, I mean, just... Uh, Actually, I have to add, like put in one correction. I'm uh -oh, sorry. Uh -oh. I don't, yeah, no, don't want to be an ass. Please, because I'm, I'm so <laughs> no, curious about this. So like. They left the tarmac at about 2 o'clock in the morning mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. from Tinian Island. And then they, um, they met up with the instrument planes. And so they actually dropped the bomb at, I do believe the exact time was 8.15 so in the scary. morning. Mm -hmm. There are clocks out there that have stopped at the exact time that the bomb went off. Uh, they're Japanese artifacts. Wow. That's creepy. That just blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> just like time literally stops just from an attack literally just stops right, Jesus. right there, there how long how long did it take you to research this this is obviously a time-consuming project i i got the permission from the author in early 2015 um i started researching it in 2016 and you know life kind of gets in the way of things sometimes um you know illness or deaths in the family things sure. like that so it took a, a little bit more time than i would have liked but um I'd say in 2020, mm -hmm. I started writing, and it took me about 13 months to finish the screenplay altogether, like copyright, mm -hmm. satisfied, this is how it's going to be. All right, so you so. committed to the one, it's copywritten now. Yes. So now, so now, what's the next move? You have to shop it around? I do. I'm shopping it around. I did have um, a lot of help. I have to give a shout out to um, Martin Harwit, who mm -hmm. is the author of the book, who is the director of the National Air and Space Museum, who actually went through this controversy. Right. And um, he's also an astrophysicist and probably the smartest man I have ever met. <laughs> Good Lord. But also the most humble. And then I also worked with um, an Academy, Academy Award nominee director, but he's a documentarian. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of out of his wheelhouse. And he's been doing it so long that he doesn't have agents anymore or any sure. of that stuff. So I'm pretty much trying to you know, cold query or take it around mm -hmm. and just talk to people and maybe find a producer or an agent. Um, a management company is something I would consider. Um, but I don't really need a lot of help on development with, with this. Right. Um, you need someone to open doors. Exactly. Right. But at the same time, everyone I've worked with who's touched this has made it better in some way. Mm -hmm. I'm very open to working with people and other people's ideas. And especially, you know, once something goes into production, there are so many other people involved in sure. bringing it to life. A lot of moving parts. Yeah. So let me ask you this. and I'm, I'm not playing devil's advocate, but in the event, let's say it does get published, it does is this possibly controversial? Do you think it's going to ruffle some feathers? Oh, I'm kicking the hornet's nest. For yeah. Sure. And that's, that's what it sounds like, you know, so I, I, I it's it, I mean, it's ballsy. You know, but uh, you did plenty of research and the fact that you have, you know, someone that's um, obviously published that's that's, you know, co-signing for lack of a better term or, or gave you permission to. Um, he is the co-sign. Yeah, he's the well, you know, so. <laughs> let let me be clear. He said okay. that he feels that he's too close to the event to mm -hmm. either um, 
endorse it or, oh, really? or condemn it. Okay. So he's been very involved in fact checking. And sure. um, if I get too far away from something, he's like, well, that's more creative. That's not as factual okay. as I would like right. it to be. So he has already said that he has no intention of taking press questions or anything of that nature. He's kind of the man in the middle. Um, Understandable. And, but he, he was instrumental in putting this together and, and getting the screenplay to a point where it was accurate, but also interesting and um, showed all the moving parts that really happened. And um, I don't know if I really have given you a synopsis. Of I was going to, I was going to ask, Please I do. was going to poke the bear. Okay. <laughs> Please do. <clears throat> okay. Like well, set a scene for us. Like if the reason, the way that I was going to ask is because. Also, to play slight devil's advocate, um, I have a love-hate relationship with the movie Pearl Harbor. So mm. what makes your screenplay different? And then could you set the scene for us on how your screenplay would actually start out? Like, kind of, can you mm -hmm. give us, like, a, a verbal trailer, if you will? Sure. Um, well, the screenplay, the first scene in the screenplay is a kamikaze attack on um, the USS Franklin in 1944 in the Pacific Theater. So it, it kind of starts out with a bang. And um, then we transition into 1956. Um, Martin Harwood is a 25-year-old physicist working for the Army Chemical Corps. And he is working on top-secret hydrogen bomb testing. And um, he sets up um, on a lush with with his squadron, of course, they set up uh, detectors on this lush palm encrusted island, and a three megaton H bomb goes off the next day, and basically annihilates half the island, and the rest is turned to about fist size rubble, and that really has an effect on his psyche. That later on it. Congressman call into question and call um, ask him whether or not it's his personal beliefs getting uh, influencing this exhibit versus um, versus America's history, quote unquote. But um, after that, he we fast forward to 1987, and he um, is the director of the National Air and Space Museum. He was a uh, astronomy professor for 20 or the director of the astronomy department at Cornell for 25 years. Um, he's MIT trained physicist, astrophysicist. Um, he's written, I believe, I think now it's five or six books on the topic. And, um, and he's just a very accomplished man. So he, he went into the national air and space museum and the Enola Gay, had been found in 1980 in pieces in a shed. And so they started putting her back together and trying to restore her. Wait, time out, in a shed? Well, it was it was in um, storage. Yeah, this, it just seems like such a big, you know, historical, you know, a, such a historical moment to have maybe preserved instead of just kind of stored away where you can't really... Well, I don't know, in my mind, when I when no, I hear you're, shit, you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. And um, in 1946, it was decommissioned the year after it dropped the bomb, and then it was nobody got rid of it because it was the Enola Gay, but they moved it around and they disassembled it, and certain things like um, there are instructions on the manual that says 
whatever you do, do not disassemble these wings. Yeah. And then Andrews Air Force Base disassembled the wings and um, the Smithsonian actually found it outside in the elements um, at Andrews Air Force Base just just demo not completely demolished but taken apart yeah. and there were birds nests in there um wires everywhere the like, turret I lived was in Pensacola smashed. forever and um you would always see planes and old blue angel jets just sitting in a field and they're just kind of like you said in the elements they're just kind of rotting away and it's it's kind of sad sometimes but, right yeah. so the smithsonian did take it to try to to stop the the carnage that was happening to it but they didn't they weren't really doing much with it other than keeping it in storage and keeping it out of the elements and in 1980 um four members of the 509th um which is the 509th uh crew is the crew that actually dropped the bomb um and four members went um to this storage area and found the Enola Gate in this situation and they started writing letters and they started um talking to the American Legion and the veterans of the foreign wars and really pressured NASA to restore it so in 1984 they started the restoration and in 1987 Martin Harwit came on the scene as the director and he continued you know, overseeing the restoration. And then they, everyone wanted an exhibit of the restored fuselage. And that is where the controversy really starts happening. Um, they write an exhibit that, um, how do I say it? They write an exhibit that doesn't just take you through the history of the use of the atomic bombs in the war, but it exposes what happens to the Japanese after the detonation. That's always been what I've been curious about is the recovery efforts that happened afterwards is, you know, just how, how, how was it handled? How was it addressed? How, what, you know, what kind of precautions were taken? It's always a curiosity point. It even didn't get that far. Um, they, they did, talk about that uh, well they would have talked about that um in the exhibit but it did get edited out um like redacted <laughs> well the that's my word of the week i've been using that a lot redacted. that's a good word, <laughs> Great word. <laughs> um well the the actual script went through six versions because um there was so much controversy around what was being included there were declassified documents um that suggested that Truman may have had alternatives to using the atomic weapon to end the war. And that is really what- Like Ruffle, what? Like what? Yeah, drop, um, excuse the pun, drop a bomb. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> Mike. I had to, um, I had to. Um, well, there was an invading force. Mm -hmm. um, there were staging areas all over the Pacific with Pacific vets, um, well, Pacific service members um, staged to do an invasion of the mainland of China. There was the Soviet um, entrance into that theater where they hadn't been involved before. Right. Um, they were willing to go into Japan with us. Um, and then there were um, conventional blockades. Our naval blockades were, were basically... Um, starving out 
any kind of supplies that the Japanese had to continue war. And then there were, um, and these are a little bit more controversial, maybe not so much this this later on um, after historians have examined them, but um, there may have been coded messages for the Japanese to want to negotiate with the United States, um, a brokered peace where they got to keep their emperor because one of the, the requirements for the end of World War II is unconditional surrender, mm -hmm. which meant that the Japanese would have to surrender uh, their all or emperor, nothing. everything. Yeah, it's all or nothing. And they weren't willing to surrender the emperor. That's mm -hmm. That was their god. That was their leader. She's going to so. have the CIA kicking our door any moment. No, I'm, sure. I'm like, damn it, this is ballsy. I feel it. Yeah. I feel it. We're going to have to barricade the door. <laughs> yeah, take them first. Yeah. They made me do it. They made me talk about it. Otherwise, I wouldn't talk about it. So how, how when you, how, how, how does this work now? Is this script available to people or is it, is it, is it accessible or is it right now it's just in the preliminary stages? I mean, you completed it. So now, now you're shopping around in hopes, like, can anyone just read it? Does anyone have You can it? read it like a book. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, actually. Is it um, accessible? It, it is if you contact me. Okay. Because um, I do not think that, I don't have any social media. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that a screenplay can be judged by hits. Because sure. a lot of people don't even know how to read one because it's such a different type of writing mm -hmm. than you're used to in novels. So mm -hmm. what I did is I set up an email account called Enola.script mm -hmm. at gmail.com. Okay. So if anybody wants to talk about it, read it. Um, if they have any questions about it, if they want to yell at me for anything I said here, <laughs> you know. FCI uh, uh, kick our door and next time we, we just redirect them to your email email address exactly that's, that's how you yeah. can find me could you repeat that email address just one more time um it's enola.script at gmail.com and that's e-n-o-l-a correct Enola. yes and um the the script for the um for the enola gay the first script was called the crossroads and mm. then it got renamed the last act and the the people at NASA, Martin, as the director, reached out to the AFA, which is the Air Force Association, which is a lobbying group. They yeah. also have individual members, but they reached out for their personal comments. And instead of doing that, they released uh, this copy of, of the script publicly. Wow. And they wrote um, a special analysis of it that talked about how many photographs were of women and children and mutilated religious objects. Mm. And they really took the entire spirit of, you know, showing both the Japanese perspective and the American perspective out of it. And they took it all out of context. And it became very much a... Um, people felt like it was anti-American. Right. And it really, it, it was pro-education. But the theme of this is really um, fact versus fear and truth versus propaganda. And the propaganda machine started with the AFA releasing that. And 
from that moment, everybody at NASA, including Martin, was on the defensive, and they were backpedaling, and they were going on um, television shows and radio shows and trying to express, you know, what the exhibit was about. But the AFA um, had. 200,000 members on their own, and the museum had 280 employees. So there was quite a disparaging amount yeah. of, uh, of effort there. And um, the AFA eventually linked up with the American Legion, and I believe that's about another 3 million uh, veterans. And they were, I don't, I feel like they were misleading the veterans. I mean, personally. That wouldn't be a first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it became um, a very big power struggle at the top of these veteran groups. Um, you know, the commander of, of the um, American Legion or the executive director of the AFA and how much political pull they could have mm -hmm. and they did have senators in their pockets and they did have congressmen in their pockets and so much so that they blatantly wrote it and gave it to martin to put it in his book wow so calculated they weren't martin's gonna have our door kicked in by the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> damn it they weren't um shy about it at all they said they had certain people you know eating out of their hand they were that it was a feeding frenzy and they were feeding them. Good Lord. And, um, you know, it, it now I can't, I can't wait to read it. I, <laughs> I have to read it. It's I, a historical and, event that I want to know so much more about, yeah. you know, which is everything that happened in Pearl Harbor. And then, you know, the after effects I want to know about just literally everything because it's, it's a lot of movies, but like you, you really want to get the real. And like you said, Martin fact checked it. So I, I really want to read. Oh yes. Martin's book more. is very factual. Um, and what I did is I weaved in um, flashbacks to world war two. Um, so you could, you could have a, a, um, what's the word for it? You could have a reference point for what they're arguing about now, 50 years later. Uh -huh. So there are flashbacks um, to a kamikaze, kamikaze attacks to Okinawa, to POWs being liberated. Um, there are flashbacks to when the bomb goes off. Um, there are there is an actual um, exhibit that is being built during this whole controversy. They're still having to build this exhibit, exhibit yeah. walls, pictures, everything. They left off as much text as possible so um, they could get it all hammered out in the exhibit script. Gee, I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me ask you a question because this is talking schmutz and we like to make our guest uh, answer some randomness you think Jim? Yeah. Oh, you really wanna, you wanna get... i feel like i've been random the whole time i don't no, know no you guys... that's all right no okay. we get we get random you ask jen a couple uh, a couple fun questions and, and a get to know jen moment sure all right you want to kick it off I hell no I no you brought it up no, no. <laughs> all right so we know you're a history buff so what else is jen into before I start firing at you like a lightning round, I want to ask you what else, what else is Jen into? So we can get a kind of feel of what the, the screenwriter is all about. Um, well, I am into um, psychological thrillers. I, I uh -oh. like horror. Uh-oh. Um, I don't want to get into too much about my other projects because everybody talks about 
ideas being stolen, but I can be really general. Um, one is going to be a horror about a succubus. Uh-oh. And that, See, Halloween's coming up, so I'm, I'm stoked about this. <laughs> yes. That I am... Uh, I'm turning into a um, series, so I want to do an entire season of that one, and I'm working on that right now. And then the other one is actually about a bipolar um, young woman who also finds out she's a medium. So her, oh fuck! Her grass bipolar <laughs> and medium and medium, <laughs> but she doesn't know it at oh, first. Man. So oh, she, I gotta date that one. <laughs> I've already dated that. One. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, she's man. always grappling with her grip on reality. Imagine that. Yeah. So <laughs> that right. is going to be a feature. So, what's your favorite uh, horror flick? My favorite horror flick. Um. It's a hard question, right? Yeah, it has to be. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think. Um, well, gory horror, I love Hostel. Oh, wow. You know, like. Oh, you go dark I did not expect that. Yeah. She, went, she went for the hardcore. Nice, nice. Right. Yeah, what else dark, dark. Um, let's see. Non-gory, suspenseful thriller. What's your go-to? Non-gory, suspenseful thriller. I knew you guys were going to ask me this, and I had, I had. <laughs> Everybody always has prepared. their list before they come yeah. in, and they, they never remember it. Yeah, <laughs> me I, included. I don't remember it. Um, thrillers. Let's see. Law and Order or Blue Bloods. I don't. Ooh, no, uh, you don't. To it. You don't watch those. Um, I used to watch Law and Order. I never watched Blue Bloods. All right, uh, I watch Blue Bloods, but hear me out. All right. I watch Blue Bloods specifically to put me to sleep. Fuck off. Oh. I'm in see I'm in season oh, yeah. five right now <laughs> and I've only seen the first twenty minutes of every episode. I have no idea how it resolves. I have no, nothing, right? Really? So here's the thing. If you really start Blue Bloods from season one going on, the beginning of the episode always starts out with um with is it Tom Selleck? Yeah, Tom with Selleck. Tom Selleck sitting his fat excuse me, with his fat ass down in his chair and his captain's chair in his office, and that's pretty much somewhere around like the fifteen I love minute that mark. Show. And then I'm almost out right about there. Well, that's it. Every 15 minute mark is written. Knocks me out. I've never seen the end of an episode. But it, it, it the buildup is fantastic. And the it's next thing you know, show. I'm out. That's it. Blue uh, Blood's uh, guaranteed, man. Wow. That's I've not the best that. endorsement I've ever heard. Ever at all. No, I'm on the flip side of that. I love that show. I will have to say that pretty much anything Quentin Tarantino or Oliver there Stone. There you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up my. Up my alley. Oh, I was like uh, up your fan. Yeah, I'm a huge right. Tarantino fan. Yeah, I, no, like I love him. him. Yeah, yeah. Yes. God, I love him. What's your yes. favorite Tarantino movie? Now that's oh, a hard question. Well, it's either it's the classic is Reservoir Dogs because oh, he did yeah, it with right. like twenty thousand dollars yeah. that he made off of residuals from uh, credit cards or something like that. I heard no, no, that was that was Spike Lee. My apologies. No, yeah, yeah. he was um, in an episode of Golden Girls as an Elvis impersonator as what? one of like. <laughs> 10 or 15 Elvis impersonators and when Golden Girls went into syndication he got a check and he took that check and he made Reservoir Dogs shout out to Betty White yeah, yeah. yeah. making dreams come true yeah. see, I, I, I could see uh, Tarantino like peddling mushrooms to, to, <laughs> to come up with the funding but I didn't realize He's it came definitely from a couple for a couple uh, a couple scenes written into his movies so I think that's genius and I, I do like um, Django Unchained well, as a go. history buff, how did you feel about, I mean, it wasn't necessarily historically accurate, but how did you feel about Inglorious Bastards? I feel like a lot of people oh. have a love-hate relationship, like you either loved it or you didn't. Well, 
I was the first time I saw it. I was just like, "Hmm, okay, I like the uh, the blade and the uh, the little mark mm-hmm. that Brad Pitt's character left for every Nazi German." <laughs> and I want my scalps. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, the ending, I was just, I was kind of conflicted about, and then yeah. I watched it again, and I love it because yeah. it's Quentin. Yeah, I love, I love it. Yeah. Uh, well, his um, I put the I put the writing in that one maybe in like his top three as far as like is so many characters in that movie and they're all just written so well where you feel like you've you know each and every character and i feel like the same i mean it's tarantino you you know every character but i feel like inglorious bastards for me i feel like it had to be one of his biggest challenges because he really established some real deep characters there mm-hmm. so when people start getting off you're like oh cut me deep that scene where they're under the uh the the wood flooring in that cabinet when uh when Christopher Waltz first comes on to oh, scene yeah. that is one of the best scenes of all time where he's talking to the I think he was Polish maybe where uh, he's talking to the French. father and they're all under the floor mm-hmm. oh man anxiety now, attack I could be wrong but I do believe that Quentin Tarantino also wrote Natural Born Killers damn I have to look at I that. do mm. believe it got rewritten Google I have to see, have to see the Pablo line on that one that, that seems like it grows legs yeah <laughs> yeah I know he wrote True Romance did he really yes, yeah he wrote True Romance wow. but I thought that he originally wrote um, Natural Born Killers and then it got rewrote and other people got the writing credits for it if I'm oh, not mistaken but I could be like Woody Harrelson Natural I'm, Born Killers right yeah was Oliver in, Stone directed that yeah yeah, let's see. Yeah. Uh, screenplay written by Quentin Tarantino. No shit. Did not yeah. know that. See? That I'm is a cult classic that you have to watch. That is probably. No, I, I like the movie, but I, I never knew he wrote the screenplay for that. Damn. Who knew? Well, she knew. Jen knew. I'm about to watch that tonight. That's a hashtag. Jen knew. On mushrooms. <laughs> Jen knew. I'm watch it on mushrooms. Two ends. Just kidding. All right. So let's, let's continue to get to know Jen. What you got? Um, Curveball it. No. <laughs> I was gonna do an episode of uh, white people turn up records. <laughs> oh, I heard you guys yeah, do that. Yeah, so, so you, you were just telling us that you listened to a bunch of episodes. Yes, so, I did. So what tracks did we miss? What yeah, did you miss? Oh my <laughs> what's, god! What's your go-to when you're on a road trip or you're yeah. having some friends over and you just kind of want to wake them things up? What is your turn oh up track? um oh god what's the name of it um you can even you use know your the shit. name of it the pineapple one. No, well, the Pina Colada. Oh, Jimmy Buffett. Nice. <laughs> Pina Colada. We, we named that. Was that we, Jimmy we, Buffett? We, we, yeah. we did, Wait, uh, we did that Buffett? one. And, and, uh, I don't think it was. Yeah, absolutely. And Margarita Bell is the one that we missed. Right, right. Was right. it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I like Pina yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Do you there actually you. drink pina coladas while listening to it? Um, I love pina coladas, and I will oh. drink it at any time. There you go. So <laughs> <laughs> I want to start my day. <laughs> Shit. All right, Jimmy Buffett. I don't. I don't know if I couldn't think of any that I missed. I, I think he, I only no know like three of his songs. Jimmy Buffett wrote that song because I don't like Jimmy Buffett. You don't. It's, it's, it's no. do now. <laughs> you, you do now. It's that you do now. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure that is him, isn't it? Yeah. I smoke too much weed. I, he smokes a gang load of grass too, doesn't he? Jimmy? Yeah. Like I'd like to hang out with like him and Snoop at the same time. You trying oh to die? Goodness. You want to throw Willie Nelson in there and just oh, like, yeah, yeah, like, wrap it up with little Willie? <laughs> Shit. Hell yeah. Willie's still around? There's no way in hell I would smoke with those, sir. I'd be you absolutely would. You owe it to yourself. You can't. Yeah, all right. Well, with Snoop, you can't pass it up. It's a rule. No, nah, no doubt. Did you see the video where Snoop passes a joint or a blunt to a, to a cop? 
at a concert and the cops <laughs> no. smoked it. And they Shut found up, the really? cop. Yes. Fuck yes. off. I want to see this. And they this. found the cop afterwards and he was just like, well, Snoop, man. Like, you don't say no to Snoop. Yeah. yeah. Snoop Isn't that a could career walk into your job move? and pass you wanted. You could be like, I don't know. Well, look, he, he, so <laughs> check, check this shit out. When uh, at, at Zamora, and fuck it. I don't care. They can't do anything to me. <laughs> this was years ago. He, when, uh, he was at another hotel and they were all booked out. So that hotel called Zamora and God, I'm not, I shouldn't even be spewing their name, but whatever. So, um, it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're past that. It's too late. We're not going to cut it out either. So they were like, Hey, we're sending one of our A-list, A-listers over to you. And they were like, well, who is it? Can't tell you that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Always, so Snoop always. walks in. Oh, all right. Like no one knows who the fuck he is. So he proceeds to rent the fourth floor. <laughs> he goes, love it here. I'm renting the fourth floor. The entire floor? The fourth floor. Baller moves. So then he goes, I know there's no smoking. However, <laughs> I'll be smoking. Nobody's going to complain. If no, he's I, he was like, what's the fine? They're like $238 per room. He's like, throw it on the black card. <laughs> <laughs> and just charged it. Because they're going to smoke in That's all it. rooms. <laughs> yeah. Like took the fourth floor and just like, yo, charge me for each room. But then, you know, he was the nicest dude on the earth. In the elevator, he was like, Tip in people that work there. So if you were a chef, you probably got a couple hundred bucks. If you were whoever, if you worked there, he goes, yeah, just, just hand and cash out. Just nice to people. God, that's bucket list. Cool to me as fuck. Smoke. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to smoke with the man. That's bucket list to me. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I uh, wish I could smoke. I can't smoke. It makes me drunk. Does it? I can't walk straight. I can't. I swallow really? my words. Oh, it's man. like drinking a case of beer, which I don't think I've ever managed to Wait, do. How hard did you go the first time you smoked? You were you went you went too hard in the paint. You went. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. You were hanging out with Bob's. <laughs> no. no, I mean it's just something I've tried it a couple times over. And my it doesn't lifetime. work for you. It's not that it doesn't work. It just works too well. Too well. It just I have I you, get drunk. I have to have my friend hold yeah. me by the arm and walk me home. Oh, like, wow, I'm, like that. Like wow. I have Man, like, been at the club for too long yeah. and danced on the bar all night. I imagine I imagine Jen stumbling stum, um, stumbling back to the room <laughs> with uh, Jimmy Buffett playing in the living room <laughs> yeah. with like a half drank pina colada in her hand. Yeah, and she's right. like, I shouldn't have mixed drinking and smoking. That's what I picture Thin. in my mind. Oh, I love that. Oh man, oh, you delicate flower. That's great. Yeah, we're pretty we're pretty damaged on this. Uh, yeah, it's pretty ruined. There's dang. no turning back. Nah, well, no, not not yet. Mm. Due time. All right, I'm gonna give her a hit her with knuckle curveball, man. All right. So what what was that was the last one we did? We did a turn up record. Hmm. We got Buffett out of it. She's a Tarantino fan, and I really want to dig into that because I'm such a big fan. Hmm. All right. Since you're a screenwriter, mm -hmm. right? Hypothetically, let's say that your script gets picked up. Mm-hmm. Who do you hypothetically see in the leading roles? Dream. Like, dream. let's say your budget is approved regardless. Let's dream big. Let's let's talk about that. Who would you cast? Okay, director. Mm -hmm. I would love to have either Ron Howard or Oliver Stone. I'm Ooh. with you. I'm with you. Okay. Um, Martin Harwit, definitely Tom Hanks. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, All right. Because right. Martin is a very underplayed person, a very humble person. Is there a, is there a picture of him? Um, see that not, that's something that you should Google. Could you Google Martin? Yeah, yes, a, you can. I, I Actually, see he has a Wikipedia page. Martin uh, H A R W I T. Let's cast him right now. Yeah, I don't. know. <laughs> he, he he's not going to want to listen to last week's episode. <laughs> I don't think that we haven't aired yet. So but, um, might have to edit. Let's let's keep bit. going the cast while he's pulling yeah, that picture up of Martin. Okay, um, for the um, well, let's see. There's Tom. Crouch, 
who is a curator. And for him, I would think somebody, uh, Philip Seymour is gone. Oh, but It kills me every time. I feel yeah. like I've seen his cat before. Oh. I feel like I've seen him before. Gosh, who, would I, who would I cast with him? That's a toughie. See, it's not so much about who looks like him. It's, it's about who can carry the presence. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I would I, love Barbara Streisand to be Connie Newman, but I don't think Bar- Barbara's taking any calls from me. And she's she's underrated as an actress. She does she does really well in a lot of her roles, and I feel like uh, she doesn't really get a lot of credit as as I feel like she deserves. Nadia McAvin. Like a <laughs> he just found the Snoop video. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry go, go with Snoop. No, this is staged. There's no way that's real. No way. Hold on. He just starts see. laughing. I was like, what are you? Sorry. Push play on top. I'm telling you, he, pl- okay. he passed the block. I know. There's no way that that was set up. No, but you, so you no saw the way. video too, right? Yeah, you know. That guy would be. Oh, you said it to him. Yeah, yeah, see, yeah. We're talking about Say, devil's yeah, advocate. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Jason's over yeah. here being the advocate. He's like, bing. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> okay, I might have hit play on the wrong one. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hopefully you didn't pull up any more porn. She hit play on the, on the personal video. Snoop Dogg old video. Oh, oof. Been like midget meets unicorn or something. <laughs> always, always knew you were into that scene. Swedish nah, girl really. just, raps faster just than dead. logic. No, nah, hold on. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I think we found no, your kidding. secret page. No, not at all. <laughs> what? What the? F- yeah, now we're getting to know Jen. <laughs> no, all I did was click on the link he sent me. All right, here we go. Press that one. I just want to see your reaction. Just to tell you what happened. We, so, uh, we the video so Jen, if, if, uh, if, if Snoop was sitting next to you right now and he passed it to you, you wouldn't smoke? Um, yeah, I well, would just fall out of my here. chair. And he would have to help me. Yeah, help you, you know. regroup. Help you pick up no, the pieces. No, he would smoke me down to the floor and then just be like, bye. <laughs> he could smoke everybody down yeah, to the floor. <laughs> Try to get high with the man. Yeah. That's pretty can't funny. Can't say no to Snoop. Yeah, you I can't. don't know. I that can't is say too no to funny. Snoop. There's no way that there's no way that's real. That is that is classic. So I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no. no, um Nadia is the exhibits um the exhibits director or the assistant exhibits director. And I think um Cameron Diaz. Love her. Man, Cameron's been ghost lately and you got mm. some good you got some good act. You trying to bring some people out of out of like slight retirement that are mm. such great big talents. Like you said Seymour Hoffman that. Yeah, well he I have to bring him out of the grave. Yeah. So that's not gonna happen. I love Maybe Seymour. Cryogenics. Even in his even in his corny roles, Seymour Hoffman's great. <laughs> What's that movie where he was um is a long King Polly where he's playing basketball? Oh my god. He's like, let it rain. Oh, that is one of my favorite <laughs> scenes of all time. I don't think he hit the rim for like six uh, shots. You're hilarious. But yeah, Philip Philip Seymour Hoffman and definitely gone too soon. R.I.P. to him. I, I missed that guy. I think this entire screenplay, no matter who's involved, it has to be an ensemble cast because Absolutely. I mean the main characters, Martin, you know, this is Martin's perspective for the most part, but you know, there are political players there are people at the museum um jake jacobs which is the designer i think um chris evans would be a great role for that Mm -hmm. 
because I want to make him gay and I think he would do a great gay guy. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen know. all the memes where they take Captain America and they put fake press on nails on him? And no, then puts, I haven't. I'm, I'm I definitely going to get that I don't get Chris Evans go like this enough. and he's got like fake nails and he kind of looks gay, but it, it's, he, he said that's his favorite meme of himself. As, oh, as really? It's funny. Yeah. That's great. I mean, social media might be a good way for you to get a lot of eyes and ears on this simply because you can start a group or maybe there's a group with veterans in it, because I would I would anticipate that veterans would be very interested yeah, in this screenplay, second, yeah. you know. So just to generate a buzz, I think that would be a good way to maybe. Um, so you think I should head down the social media road? I, I mean, it makes the world a smaller place, and I think it would behoove you because now you can even you know if you target market or like I can pull up. I create a page called uh, St. Pete Beach Events. Mm-hmm. Has like maybe ten fifteen thousand members, but it's specific to St. Pete Beach. Mm -hmm. Now, this is something that's going to engage, you know, a lot of veterans, Right. you know, and that affinity alone has millions of people. So yeah. I would think social media would be a great way for you to definitely throw some accelerant on it, you know, and maybe yeah. um, probably expedite the process of this being heard and seen. You know, because who, who wouldn't be curious about this? And I do want to say that I think today's veterans are going to be torn in two. Well, and that and that's the thing. And that's that's what's where it's going to get a little hairy because, you know, you're going to have people coming at you mm -hmm. that don't agree with you. Absolutely. Because <clears throat> some people, they can't have differences in opinion and still like each other. Some people just automatically have to hate them. So but but as far as but, you know, whatever you want to get it out, you want to. I think that's a great way to do it. I would I would find a group that uh, caters to veterans and let them know how it's inspired, explain the piece. And I really think that that would gain a lot of traction that way. Well, I do have every intention. I've been sending out the script to um, the character composites that I've done from um, the museum staff. Mm -hmm. And I also want to send it out to the Air Force Association and to the American Legion to let them know, hey, here mm -hmm. is a screenplay. Y'all were involved. And most there are a lot of people in politics that this has been buried. Sure. On purpose. Absolutely. And many would like to keep it there. And I don't. I want people to, to hear this to story. To resurrect it. Yeah. The conspiracy theorist in me is like Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I mean, I, I think it's a great way to do it. I, I really think you should engage because there's so many different groups and affinities on social media. I think it'd be a great way to do it. I agree. Um, Especially come like you know, once the anniversaries start passing and stuff like that, and people start, unfortunately, just kind of when 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 people nowadays look up information, they're probably going to search for the hashtag. Mm -hmm. Come the anniversaries for these specific dates, you know, for uh, for Pearl Harbor, for the bombing in Hiroshima and the bombing in Nagasaki, like this, these are good anniversaries that are highlighted. It would be a really good move for you probably to push that out there during these anniversaries like hey if you want information on this holiday and while we're talking about it and talking about you know never forget it'd be a good time to kind of dig in and learn some more about your history yeah definitely and i want you know this is a story that is you know it's entertaining it's not just something that you know you're gonna go and you're gonna take a test on later and you know it's it's not a biography where people just sit down and tell you their opinions it is it is a moving um, morphing kind of it starts with squabbling then it then it it moves into um, more strategic positioning and then the politicians get involved and then all hell breaks loose who would you cast as Truman mm. um I don't 
don't even think Truman has a role in this. No, he does his voiceover. I do have a voiceover of Truman giving his Day of Infamy speech when it plays over a archival footage of um, actual bomb being dropped on Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. There was a ship that had a camera on it, and they're watching these these Japanese planes fly over the naval ships, and he's swings the camera to the right and the the ship right next to him that's in the dock blows up and all the the navy the available sailors uh start running towards the ship that's on fire and so while that scene is actually playing um you hear truman's day of or i'm sorry fdr it's not truman it's did Frank- i say tr- i apologize you said truman. yeah yeah that's well, my that's my mistake where's martin on the fact check he's gonna call me see I, I played off it though i didn't say truman <laughs> um it was fdr's day of infamy speech um that plays over that but president truman i don't include it was his decision to drop the bomb so would you play like the original speech in the in, in the movie itself you would play like the actual audio clip the audio clip of the day of that, infamy speech, be, yeah, be, not mm. the not. It's kind of cut, yeah. you know. I have to. I can't play the it's entire a long speech, speech. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. you know. But it it is played over some archival footage, and um, and that's you know you were talking about Pearl Harbor, yeah, and that's one of the one of the flashbacks I have. So people, I always say I always wanted less Ben Affleck in that movie and more history instead of like the the romance end of that of that Pearl Harbor movie yeah this is, this is exactly Moments, Hollywood what I meant by that yeah yeah, yeah I mean it, uh, but then again I want less of Ben Affleck and everything but anyway side story in, <laughs> in most of the flashbacks I do try to do them as a black and white um imitation if I don't have the actual footage which I have found quite a bit of literal footage of these events but if not i have black and white to imitate footage so it looks historical it's not romantic this this is um a romance of the mind and the emotions basically there is no um now you're saying you had you had them you have the recordings like you Mm. you have multiples like a lot of them a lot of video of the event Yes. See, that's something you could be putting wow. on social media. You would have got me right there. Yeah. See, I have a lot from the National National Archives. We got to get her on. We got to get her on Instagram and yeah. ASAP because yeah. I would I would love to see that stuff. So yeah, yeah. See, you got you already got the material. You don't even need to really do anything but just kind of push that information, the video, and then tell them about the screenplay. And uh you, you already got it. You already got it, Jen. Oh uh, well, thank you. Now I just need to get that agent. She's already got. She's already got video, and we're we're working on video. You seem like you you do a lot of research. I mean, so finding an agent, I don't think would be, I don't think it would be that hard of a, of a thing to do. I mean, I would I would look in Vegas and in L.A. I would think. Oh, well, that's where I, I have been focusing on. And New York. Um, I think I think Jen's already got it handled, and she just doesn't want to tell us. Probably. Oh, I, think I it's wish. Already yeah, probably, probably the case. <laughs> Once, I, hey, if if I get a deal, I'll come back to you guys, and I'll be like, "It's all you." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You book Ron Howard and Oliver Stone. You better oh, you better come shit. and get us for oh, the premiere. My gosh. So I can definitely, I would definitely love to see that. But you know, I would love to see up and coming directors that kind of have that eye. Yeah. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be the big names because you know somebody with a little name today is gonna be the big name absolutely. tomorrow absolutely not that ron howard's going anywhere because we love ron yeah <laughs> but at the same time um if i don't get my dream team um maybe i can get my 
new dream team. Yeah. My make them a dream team. You could create a dream team. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, I think you're on the gold. So um, I I look forward to reading it. Uh, these are for us? Yes. We're going to read? Okay. R- really? These are us to keep? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've literally yeah. written down the names. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, all right. Damn right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. So let's let's uh, let's shout your email. And next time we talk, please tell me you have your, you have your social media on point. Because I'm telling you, I, I really think you're going to have a large audience that's going to be captivated. They're going to be curious. And... Uh, Law of averages, it can't hurt you to have it out there. Yeah, I agree. That's true. You know, and it it would probably be the easiest way for for this to really take off because they're going to share it with other like-minded people, i.e. other veterans. So I I really think that would definitely throw some accelerant on your situation. Yeah, I definitely know a couple veterans that are history buffs that I'm definitely going to forward this information to. Oh, my goodness. I I already have a couple in mind. (laughs) Hell yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah, Yeah. and for for anybody who's listening, if they, again, want to yell at me or tell me I got something wrong or... And don't yell at her for Christ's sake. Hey, that's okay. I can take it. (laughs) That's social media, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Oh, no, let me cut you off real quick. And if you were to cash Truman... What's that prick's name? The uh, FDR. F- no, 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 no. I want to. I'm going to say Truman. Well, you're really going to cash Truman. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it would be the Quaker Oats guy. I, I forget his name. What's uh? That would <laughs> that would be my Truman at least. That's but how I can put Truman in there. I know you can't, but you said Truman, and I'm thinking. You know, right when you did that, I'm drifting. I'm like, what's the name of that Quaker Oats prick? That's, that's who I was thinking about. I said Joy every day. What's the name of the Quaker Oats prick? Yeah, um, yeah. sorry about that. I, I don't know. He'll probably send it to me and distract me here. Soon <laughs> anyway. So, like, if there are any agents out there who are just mm-hmm. dying for new material, um, again, it's Enola script at gmail.com and if anybody just anybody who has an interest or has read the book or wants to wants to see what kind of style i have for writing um this sort of adaptation because this is the first adaptation i've ever written um feel free to email me and i will respond to everyone who sends me an email wow that could get crazy. Yeah. No, that's perfect. <laughs> I'm a writer. I can do that. Yeah, yeah. No, good. God, enjoy that. Well, let's, uh, I think that's how we wrap this one up. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to what's going to take place. I, I think this is really going to have a captivated audience. I really see, I, I really believe it will. So, uh, gotta get it in the right hands. Yeah, personally, I've already I've already read the first couple pages, so I'm I'm already intrigued. So oh, I know what I'm doing. This out. I have a trip coming up, so I got plenty of time to knock that out. I'm excited. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. For oh coming. man, we appreciate thank you so coming much. out. Ooh, we talking motherfucking schmutz. Fresh off ODS. Yeah, man. Ooh, wow. How you feeling? I feel great. I feel great. Old Dirty Sundays. Um, well, first of all, fat shout out. Casper Fader, Deacon, the homie. Um, obviously, uh, big up Tom DeGeorge. Um, the man himself. Yeah, the whole crew. Uh, man, that that was bucket list for me, dog. Man, what were we doing out, Tom, man? Thank you so much. Ooh. And, uh, yo, I really appreciate I got to give it to you. I appreciate you um, riding with me. Because, you know, and and it's rare. I've been doing this a long time, so it's rare that I'm nervous. And I openly have been nervous uh, (laughs) about this event. Yeah. uh, Which I should have kept to myself probably. But, you know, people ask me, oh, why are you nervous? Why are you nervous? Well, I mean, I respect the craft, but I I really respect uh, respect the event and everything that goes into it. And I didn't want to overthink it. 
Um, especially they were fresh off their 10-year anniversary big up. That's a major accolade. Mm. Congratulations, ODS. Whew. I mean, you got you got to love them. They put on a hell of a show, and I was just happy to get the nod. And I had a great time. I, I, I was nervous, and you helped talk me off the ledge. I mean, <laughs> we had we had to stop. We were in the car, and I'm schwitzing everywhere, right? And I, we had brutal. To, yeah, brutal. man. He was like, yo, we got to go get Petro. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm quiet. I'm not talking much of shit. <laughs> we stopped to get gas. Pablo had to slam a tall boy at the yeah, gas station. No just, doubt. just slam a tall boy Bud Light at the gas station before we even started. Heading I had out across to, man, just to just to calm my nerves. Awkward silence from downtown St. Pete to uh, oh, Franklin before I put on some music. Work because I'm never fucking quiet. <laughs> and <laughs> no, normally like, we talk shit the, the whole, whole way, way start <laughs> to finish. Now we're sitting there like I'm waiting for my, you know, I'm waiting for the news. My dog's at the vet. You know, things aren't looking well. That's how it, that's how quiet it was in the car. Like you, you would think that something catastrophic was going on. Let me let me give them the inside scoop. All so right. so we get to Ebor. Mm-hmm. We uh we we do the whole the whole change deal. We uh we walk in ODS. We come right back out. And we go to get a slice of pizza. Right. So we grab three uh, three slices. It's me, you, and who who was it? Fader. Fader. Yeah. So we grab three slices. We walk in ODS. Walk in ODS. We're carrying a box of pizza, and Pablo's walking down seventh. Like he's walking the green mile. Like he, it's his <laughs> it's his last goodbye. It's it's the farewell walk as far as he's concerned. Bruh. It took a couple loyal friends to snap him out of it. Maybe a couple shots or two. Three, yeah, four. Well, no, and that's the thing. <laughs> Yo, it, it's funny because right as I walk in, you know, if if I start, I drink enough without doing shots. So then when I drink shots, you know, it gets a little a little crazy. So anyway, I had my, shout out I, to Asian Dave for for uh, kicking that off. Jerk off. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> and we'll get into that prick too in a second. <laughs> but uh, uh, the second I walk in, I had I implemented my no shot rule. And then Casper comes up to me. He goes, shots? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing shots. He goes, yeah, that'll be three shots. <laughs> it was him and Deacon. He was already there. When we got there, he was already nice. Oh, uh, no so doubt. Like, no, I was no, like, yo, no, Casper's already ready to go. No pain. No, but you know, and he but he knew I was nervous and he was like, Yo, relax and all that. You'll be fine. And Fader, Fader was like, He DJ ten times a fucking week, but he nervous about. Right. That's <laughs> exactly what I'm talks, like, yeah. all right. And then then fat headed Dave, Asian Dave, I, I I love the prick. That wrecking ball though. If that if that man could use ten percent of his brain, he could literally fucking levitate. Like he would not walk; he would just drift around the fucking room. That fat head of his, and bruh, and he was like, he goes, "Yo, we need we need shots." And I'm like, "Damn, dog! Like, I don't need that right now." Yeah, he doesn't ask you. It's not a question. It's not, "Hey, do you?" Uh, you know how most most civilized right. drinkers would be like, "Hey, man, you want to do a shot?" Nah, Dave, be like. Here's your shot. Yeah. <laughs> and here's another yeah. one. Throw this back and chase it with this. <laughs> but no, we, you know, so we had big support. Um, big up Stickum came out. Uh, who else? I mean, it, it was just a bunch of people. We um, ran in a Queen of X um, in the middle of Bad House, Smoked Dizza, and uh, Gat Show. Shout out to those two. That yo, show was intense. Oh, craziness. they put on a hell of a show. Hell of a show. Um, Psych. Psych Montana was out there. Yeah. Um, My man, shout out to Psych. Yeah, word, word. Perception. Um, he was out there. We ran on a, a Queen of X who gave us a great compliment. She listened to a couple episodes. She said she likes the show. So that was a that was a that was a bucket list. Yeah, I'm like, just to hear whoa. artists in the Bay that are listening to the show and they're just like, you know, good good shit. Like that was that's that's pretty cool to hear. Yeah, and and you know what? To everyone tuned in and listening, we need you to share it, like it, maybe even comment it, comment on it. You know, so we're we're still relatively new to this and we're. St- really starting to take our gloves off a little bit and uh, 
uh, have some fun with it. So definitely appreciate the support. Um, but yeah, as far as uh, ODS, pick up Tom to George. We're going to get him on here and, uh, and take it from there. I mean, I'm, I was just happy to be a part of it. And fuck, that was that, what a high, bro. Well, I, I got a question for you. While sure. we were all gathered around you and watching you scratch and mm-hmm. uh, dancing and slapping high fives and talking shit and mm-hmm. taking shots. Oh, boy. Did you have a set practiced? No, up front? no, I did not. So you basically freestyled that whole dope ass set because. Yeah, well, and that's that's what it was. Like, I, I went over to Vintage's crib, uh, big up Danny Vintage, went over to his crib like a um, couple nights before it. And it was Thursday night. We're watching football, doing that whole number. You know, he's all sophisticated, smoking a cigar, drinking <laughs> some back, a little single scotch. barrel bullshit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck it. The my, most interesting man in the world. Yeah, my favorite Puerto Rican gnome. <laughs> <laughs> so, he's, a, he's the Puerto Rican Dosa Keys guy. <laughs> so half pint and, out, and I are out there chilling. And uh, so we went upstairs and, and you know, just started throwing some together some ideas. And I, I showed him some stuff that I had in my crate. So over a period of time, I just started throwing stuff in there. But I don't want to um, overthink it. Like, you know, I should have probably planned to sit out and say, hey, I'm going to start here and there couple records I knew I was going to kind of lead with and then build off of. And I knew once I was probably four or five records in that, you know, I could just spread my wings and take it from there because at that point, I think I'll be fine. And big up to Blaze from Street Laced. Him and uh, Vanita showed up. You know, that's my management team. That was dope. But, yeah, I I didn't have a plan in place, man. I just I kind of had a few records that, like, you know, I'm going to start here and then, Let's see where it goes. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to Blaze too because he was acting like he didn't want to dance, but like I caught him, Come I caught on, him multiple man. times, man. He had some snapping yeah. noise, some aggressive snapping uh, happening in the corner. Don't let the skin tone yeah, fool you, man. He was ready. He was with it, and it was also <laughs> gangster shit too. It was never on the poppy shit. Mm. <laughs> as soon as you play some Bob Deep, he's in the corner yeah. like, yeah, don't don't let the smooth, it, yeah, don't let the smooth taste fool, I, fool I was, you. I was, I was I was actually surprised. I'm not even gonna lie. He caught me off guard with that. One. Yeah, man, Blaze got some soul, man. So I, I appreciate them coming out and uh i really i'm hoping to do another one um that one i might you know uh plan more this one i was nervous i kind of wanted to drift a little bit and not overthink because i commonly overthink um normally when i mix i just drift but there i think i was just i was overthinking that's why everyone was laughing they're like nervous about you do this shit all the time (laughs) you know meanwhile i'm like two sips away from ending it all well i mean let's let's paint the scene so smoke dizza and Mm -hmm. gats just Going, finished up going a at great it. battle session. Yeah. I, I mean, if you weren't there, you missed out. I didn't even know I'm a I'm a Dizza fan, and I showed up and Dizza's on stage. So doing his thing you too. Know, he was it, doing. He his... just killed, and he came out with mad aggression. I appreciate him as an artist. That was a great live show. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm honestly not sure who put on that show, but congratulations to that because that was an event straight up. Well, and and we know it's actually I think Gats through the show. Mm-hmm. But we got to big up Tom and and um, was it save our stages? Yes. And and Tom DeGeorge has been very instrumental in that. So anyone that, that, that loves music, that's something that you want to get on board with, and it's something he's been very instrumental in. Um, and anybody who's been in downtown St. Pete or anywhere in, T- in Tampa, you know that our venues are disappearing. Yeah. They're disappearing like a Thanos snap and we need this help right now. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Tom's been very instrumental in it and, 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 you know, he supports music and local businesses, you know, so whether it's rock, whether it's hip hop, you know, and, and uh, I got some accolades from him, which was dope. He goes, yo, great vibe, great set. Um, but you got to love them. You got to love what they're about. They're just real. They're just real cats. Um, so definitely get on board with that. Um, 
Yeah, man. I got God. I got well, let me let me ask you a couple questions about ODS then. So let's do it. You're mid set. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You're, I, I could tell when you started feeling it when you when the nerves left. Yeah. Everybody knows the Pablo smirk. Once the Pablo smirk and the head tilt onto the headphones hit, <laughs> it's a wrap. You already yeah. know he's in the zone. Right. So you're in the zone. Uh-huh. You got your boys around you. Right. Literally 360 degrees of family going on. Love it. You got some shots in you. Yep. The B-Boys is rocking it in the back by the food, yep. which was like a, a terrible idea to me. It was so hot back there. They picked the hottest spot in the bar, but I digress. <laughs> um, what's going through your mind, man? When everybody's like legit rocking an ODS, your nerves are out the window right now. You're killing it. People slapping you I-5. What's yeah. going through your head, man? Man, at that point, I was just riding the wave, man. I was just, I was just taking it for what it was. I was taking it all in and just, that's it. Just let the music talk. I, I felt the energy and, and did it from there, you yeah. know, and, and uh, they were right. You know, I, I didn't have anything to be nervous about. Well, I, I felt like I did, but um, once, once the crowd, you felt the energy, you know, it's just, it, that's, it's it electric. It's, it's an electrical place. So if you're anywhere in the world and you happen to be in Tampa Bay, Florida, you want to go to old dirty Sundays even if I'm not there, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, whoever's there is going to be dope. They always have their 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 the usual suspects are raw. You know, you have Casper, Fader, Deacon. They're raw. They bring in raw talent. Mm. Sandman's, your vintages, Scram Jones, Scram Jones. Come Just, on, man, spin bad rest even in Vin, peace. Even Vintage when he had his time, he killed it. Like every, I haven't gone to an ODS almost ever where I was just like, damn, that was that was that was no, never. Never. That wasn't even an ODS event. I've never been to a whack ODS. No, n- neither have I. I've never left ODS like, ah, oh, that was a, like, there's every, after every ODS, you're always saying, man, that was an event. Oh my God. You I'm, leave with like actual legitimate memories when you go to ODS. So it, shout out to those guys. It's, it, it's, it's a pure experience. I remember the first time I, I went to one, it was 2008 when I first came down to Florida and they had... They had the B-boys and the B-girls outside in a circle. And then they had on the rooftop, not only did they have their mural, you know, crowbar on mm-hmm. that on that big uplighting, but they also had a spray paint artist up there on the roof. And then they had that. Then they had, like, clothing in the back. And then, you know, some food clothing, going on. art in the back. Food. And art, yeah. So it was just one big conglomerate of hip-hop culture <laughs> very Just culture every aspect of the hip-hop culture yeah and and i i believe in one of the previous episodes we we spoke i think it was with vintage i'm almost certain it was vintage like it reminded me of like the old school house parties that we used to do and mm-hmm. and when back in the day like growing up as a kid and you say you were a hip-hop dj you incorporated all the elements of hip-hop so you played hip-hop r&b reggae some house some house soul. some disco some soul some funk you know so you you played all that now it has a connotation i'm a hip-hop dj you know it has a different connotation but that's what it consisted of mm-hmm. you know and that's that's the vibe i first got when i walked into that building and i started djing at 13 so to come out here in 2008 and see that i was like man i hope oh man i would love to spin one of these and then over the period of time, I meet with all these, you know, all the cats that are part of it and everyone that's been a part of it. 
and I learned that it's it's invite. Even though I broke bread with these cats yeah, before, yeah, it's not because we have invite a friendship only. that I'm just gonna be <laughs> able to get the nod. I didn't know if there was like a secret fucking handshake. Is there a waiting list? Oh yeah, I gotta place this jerk off in cards. I mean, what what do I gotta do? What do you want to back scratch you fucking widow? You know, like so I'm just kidding. You have to be no. the bur- you have to be the first to buy Casper a shot on like the second Thursday of the month. That's oh, a, please, some sort of catch. But Bro, yeah, and, and and that's my dog. You know, so for me it was it it, it was. Uh, something I've been looking forward to and, and it's, it's bucket list for me. And that's what it was. And, uh, I encourage anyone that loves any of the arts, IE music, dancing, graffiti, uh, art. Yeah. All clothes. of that, all this, this, this event embodies that it just, it, it incorporates all of that. So weekly. Yeah. Uh, and, and, um, just gotta go. I mean, I've, I've seen world champions there. I mean, craze was there. Mm hmm. Uh, a couple times. Um, I'm actually going to steal a line from a from a DJ in town from a Super Dave, formerly of a 99 Jams. Mm-hmm. Super Dave actually said today that ODS Old Dirty Sundays is the best hip hop party in Florida, as far as being like an authentic event that is weekly. ODS oh is the premier event in Florida. Like you, every something. every week you can get it. So. Always something. Tony Touch. Uh, a DJ I used to uh, listen to growing up. Uh, I met him there. Then I got to work with him after that. And, I mean, fuck, bro. There's a couple celebs that popped in the town. I saw a couple freestylers uh, that I recognized off of uh, Wildin' Out in the Crowd. I don't know if you saw that, but you definitely had a couple celebrities walking through. Oh, really? So you always catch a couple pop-ups uh, here and there. I, I've, uh, I've seen, who was it? I've seen Wordsmith there before. I mean, you, I mean, shit, for, the, for their 10-year anniversary, which was off the charts, bro. So sad on this. Oh man, they it, it just everything all around. It's like, like a reoccurring like like paper cut uh, yeah. that I'm having. Yeah, right I'm now. sorry. I, I won't. <laughs> I won't rehash that. It's like a little bit of antibacterial gel on yeah. the paper cut that's happening. We'll just have Jason send you a Snoop video. You'll be all right. Single tear. Oh my god, man. But yeah, so hope I I definitely appreciate you guys riding out. Um, and you know everyone that uh. That supported and be more damn right for for being my Zoloft, bro. I didn't get home till four thirty, and I had to be up at six. So that's oh, real love, dog. Yeah, that's no, real love. I was, uh, it, I was it really was brutal on Monday. Monday, like you couldn't even be like, "Good morning, Mike." I was telling you to go fuck. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> that's why I waited till I heard from you on Monday. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was in the worst of moods till like one thirty. But uh, yeah. Definitely worth it. It was definitely worth it. I, I didn't get home till four thirty because we're night owls and we don't leave until they tell us literally right. to get the hell out. We You're were like, there oh, yeah. after they stopped the music. We were still there, <laughs> <laughs> still riding that high, man. Yeah, good times, man. But uh, yeah, that that was epic, man. So I, I definitely want to get Tom in here and talk to him and and um, him and I had been uh, talking about doing a charity uh, pre COVID and then COVID happened. So that's something I'd like to revisit with him. But just a, just a great group. Uh, for what they're about, you know, um, they're all about, you know, music, the craft, the culture, and also about local businesses, you know, and, and uh, you know, keeping this thing that we do, this music thing alive. So it's such a great thing for out of towners that are just looking for hip hop, because I think everybody that I was sitting with for the majority of the night mm-hmm. weren't Tampa Bay natives. Which they're is all even from, better. You know, all over West Coast, New York. I, I met a I met a, a guy last last night. I'm not or Sunday night that I'm not gonna drop his name. But he's from he's from literally he grew up down the street from me and he works a crowbar. So like, you know, it's a small world. That's you know? great. And that and, and that's the beauty of it. Like that the place is a melting pot and 
I had some friends from out of town for the 10 year anniversary. They wanted to take a look around the city and they, they asked me to kind of be quote unquote, their tour guide. So I wasn't gonna give them like the touristy, you know, bullshit. <laughs> Here's Amelie arena. <laughs> you know, I mean, which this is not bad. I, I you got to take them there. They can see it. But I took them to like, um, I mean, I definitely took them to ODS and they were just enamored and it was mm-hmm. a 10 year anniversary. Uh, we visited a couple spots, and that we uh, we went to Soho. We were at McDinn's, Bar Howard. You know, bumped into some of the homies, DJ, and uh, and then ODS was just amazing. And they they thanked me so much. They're like, man, that was incredible. And they love my verse. They're like, shit, even the female rapper. My I mean, verse is so underrated, dude. She was up there just bodying lyrics. She's you know, fine too. Oh, so there's that. Easy on the eyes. It's not it's not a hard show to watch. No, it is not. It <laughs> it's is not, not a hard show to watch. Man, but look. shout out to her because her, her her skits when she's in the market and picks up random random items while walking through the um market and is freestyling about them. It's oh she's it's endless. A, it's she's a genius idea. Endless, endless talent. Endless talent. So and that that's what's dope about about ODS and and you know I'll name drop them a million times Casper Fader also big up Lesage big up Shafiq my, my dog big up Deacon um, but that place just embodies it man and if you want if you want real hip hop it, it's always there man mm. I mean Evil D's been there Smith and Wesson like dog everyone's Talib Ali Most Def. I mean, it's just a, a lot of the artists that you just named. The first time I saw them was, in <laughs> fact, at ODS and at Crowbar. Yeah. Rich Medina. I mean, damn, bro. It's just and, and how's it how's it feel to be on the list of DJs that have actually done an ODS with? Oh, man, oh, I didn't even look at it that way. I'm just happy I got the invite. I'm you're like, on the Yay! list, man. You're, on, you're yeah. on the list. Put me in, coach. Right after, <laughs> right after Scratch's name for the 10 year anniversary when they wow. list the dates of who right performed. You're right, you're right under. You're That's, right under Scratch. Love it. I love it. I, I, hey, I'll be able to sleep well. <laughs> That's fucking good company, man. Yeah, Congra- it really. Congratulations! Is. Thank I'm so you, happy man. For you. So, um, we're gonna have to invite some of those cats out here. We're gonna have to interview them. I'm gonna get Jason out to the next ODS. Oh shit! We're gonna I drag our sound guy that. out to the next ODS. He's Let, like, nah, you see that smirk nah. on his face? What you wouldn't go, Jay? You wouldn't go with us out there? You don't be boy. I know you be boy. What'd you say? <laughs> oh, that's right. What if it's a, but if if it's he a late said not game during football season, <laughs> they'll have it. They'll have it on the screen. I mean, they do. They forget my job. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but if it's yeah, but oh, because you got Sundays, you got to be there, don't you? Yes. Yeah, he's got to be. Yeah, there. But, yeah, but if the game ends early, you come out at ten o'clock at night. No, sorry, that Tampa Heat will kick that ass. That's a tough sale. <laughs> We're going to get him out uh, off of uh, off of football season because I agree. After my Monday night being a Ravens fan, that oh, – did you watch that game? Yo, I what was – What in the hell? Oh, and I meant to, I meant to comment. Bro, I'm like somewhere right now. When it right hit now. overtime and, and, uh, and the Raiders got down to like, what was it, the one or the two-yard line, mm-hmm. I'm, in the paja- I'm in my pajamas in bed already. Like I had already just written it off like this is an L. It's over. Cars walking yeah. the field. And then the turnover. And, and then like, all hell broke loose. Yeah, it was like, dog. it was like, oh shit, we have a chance. This might be like a miracle moment, and they f- choked. Just God. it was like so much devastation of crazy twists and turns. If anything, it was a suspenseful thriller. It was damn sure that game on Monday night. Because man, you want to talk about stressed out? 
No, pacing. I, well, I, and I was, I was, tro- well, I wasn't trolling. I, I was, uh, no, nah, you were trolling. Fuck off. Everybody was trolling in my comments. Nah, Everybody no knows that I'm a Ravens fan. So my DMs and my Facebook statuses well, were blown up. No, nah, you're right. I was, uh, I was definitely trolling. <laughs> you were trolling. Yeah, word up. So I was looking Every at Every time it. something bad happened in the game, here is a comment from Pablo. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a, the, the, the one word comment. Brutal. Yeah. <laughs> Damn right. Yo, because I saw at one point. Every you- turnover. Brutal, Mike. Brutal, brutal. Yeah. I was like, man, fuck all you. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. Wow, man. I'm no, still replying for at, Monday. <laughs> at one point, I saw you like, man, that, that was a hell of a throw by car. I'm I like, was like, I may actually die in this living room because they had like, uh, I want to say two or three turnovers in the in overtime alone. So you just really had no idea where it was going. God, man. And a lot of missed calls. Yeah. A lot of missed calls. Man, but what? Uh, what's, I'm sorry for Baltimore sports right now. We have so many ACL tears, you would think it's like. <laughs> Yo, that's like hot in the streets right now. First that's of all, like trending. I'm, I'm going to tear mine just to be popular. I'm going to keep it real for just one minute. Uh, our strength and conditioning coach, mm-hmm. when I go home, it's on site when I see Bro, We have four ACL be- tears. Four? What the? Are we doing karate in there? Somebody running around just kicking Yo, our own backs in the knee? That means. And you- then everybody else that we picked up wasn't ready for game one. And then you know who we have next week. Kansas City. Mahomes is going to walk the dog on us. God. If we played if we play anything like we did on Monday, it's a wrap. Jeez. Well, I mean, you can always donate in Achilles. <sighs> Fuck that. You got nah, they, man, I'm they, already they, wearing compressions and injured. I only got one Achilles left. You, you know, I'll spare you all one. But all, all three? It was all three, right? All three of our starting running backs torn ACL. God, that what, sucks. What what are we what are we doing? I don't know. I mean, is Ray Rice still around? It was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you, do you know that was in my comments too? So yo, I was like, oh, quick, oh, somebody oh, call Ray Rice stat. Yeah, I mean, yo, he was a quality back. <laughs> somebody said call Ray Rice stat. Mean backhand. Uh, somebody no, else that's commented. A, that's uh, inappropriate. But somebody no. else commented, well, he can't come. He's stuck in the elevator right now. It cut, me deep. It cut me deep, man. Oh, boy. The, you know, I have a list of everybody that was hating on me on Monday, and I'm going to get back at y'all. Just, I know who your teams are. Just know it's coming. There is, um, except, except for you, I don't know who your team is. Maurice Claret. <laughs> <laughs> sure. At this point, it's going to be me and you going to be yeah. the fucking running backs because everybody's injured. Sure, he's down to play ball. Oh, now so I'm, I'm, I'm a I'm a Giants fan. Obviously, I, I love the Bucks, but uh, yeah, I've, I've been a Giants fan since I was a kid. So sorry we had to beat you on the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, whatever, man. Muhammad Ali had five losses. <laughs> But no, <laughs> Giants suck. Like, I don't know what they were thinking by drafting Jones. Like, yeah. fuck is that? Like, that, that was just horrible. And they drafted him high as hell. Prick from Duke. Well, how do you feel about, um, how do you, oh, let, let me ask, let's go into sports for a second. Right. How do you feel about Rodgers right now? Aaron Rodgers? The whole situation followed by his performance on Sunday. You want to talk about that? Because he, he got a little, well, he got, he, he. everybody's saying that he played, Terrible, and I would fully fucking agree because there was a there's a meme out right now that says in Madden. Yes, <laughs> dude, in are you Madden, that quick, yo, dude, Jason's Jason. on point with the memes. It's this meme where they have Tom Brady Look and uh, Aaron Rodgers next to each other. Where right, let me see this. Tom Brady looks younger than him, and he's actually what seven years older. And then there's oh the meme. Oh my god! There's the meme where it has That's Aaron Rodgers and full uh, Green Bay Packers gear, where it says, "Good Lord. in Madden, if you." Hike the ball and and th- intentionally throw the ball into the ground on every down. <laughs> you get a QB rating of something like thirty two point seven, right? And then Aaron Rodgers' actual QBR rating in the uh, in the game the other day 
was lower than if he just threw every ball into the ground. Bro, my blood alcohol level was higher than his fucking QBR rating. I don't QBR understand rating. what happened. That, that's just bad front office. Like, you, yeah. your star athlete is so unhappy, he just doesn't even give a fuck. Yeah, well, and that that photo, that meme right there. He looks like, he, yeah, that, that, that photo is brutal. He looks like uh, he's. Looks like he just got a DUI. He, like he just went through a bender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I, hope, I, hope, I hope Rogers gets out there so that so the team can move move on and so he can move on so that way it doesn't just kill his legacy i hate to see him go out like this but nah I, uh, he's a competitor but I mean, if he's I, looking for a team we have a couple open roster spots uh it would be pretty you, dope. you guys sign him as a running back yeah you know <laughs> fuck it <laughs> since we don't know it. who the fuck to cast at quarterback we can cast a running back no nah, you got a quarterback you know what that is the only plus from the game Lamar showed so much improvement Not he's actually doubt. willing to stay in the pocket he had two fumbles but hey it is what it is. Yeah, he has a lot of work to do. But um, I'm going to get back at everybody that was talking shit, real talk. I'm, I'm going to get him. Uh, well, you guys. It's going to be a time consuming <laughs> after, event, my friend. After this loss that we're about to take from Kansas City, this ass. Oh, you're getting recap. prison we love. We are about to get you're double dunked on right now. Prison love it's, this week. It's a tag team affair. <laughs> Mahomes <laughs> is about to walk the dog on us. Bruh. Derek Carr just, just obliterated us as far as I'm yeah, concerned. Can man. you imagine what like Brady and Mahomes are going to do? And well, in one of the plays, you're uh, in the secondary. You're uh, the last play. Caught the ate the football off his helmet in the <laughs> interception. Well, the last play of the game, um, I couldn't believe. You have it. Humphrey, who's like you know our premier, our premier DB, and he just blew the coverage on it. Yeah, he, he really was did. So tired in overtime. Yeah, dude was just I wide open. That I mean, was I, like I can't judge them. That was on like a Disney movie. Here's the here's the flea flicker kind of play like here's the hail mary and they made it and just it it, it broke the kid I'm gonna be real yeah well I, in in this whole time I'm thinking in my thought cloud I'm picturing you crying like people were posting my picture your pillow like with uh people were posting my picture uh, and then the caption was like suicide watch please look <laughs> oh I saw that no what a douche. suicide watch keep an eye out for fucking more. right it's all right it's all right oh God. we'll rebound after these first two weeks. Well, but the Bucks are looking good, and uh, well, he, he, uh, I mean, it's the first game. Yeah, um, the Bucks will do exactly what they did last year. I feel like they they could repeat. That, that's what I'm thinking. I and, feel like it's going to be a repeat. And the fact that they they brought back everyone, all their starters, Literally, everyone, and then added. Yeah, because um, the first season, I feel like Brady and Antonio Brown didn't have that that connection yet, and it definitely showed this weekend. It's crazy that Antonio Brown's coming off the bench. It's it's crazy that Antonio Brown is still even playing ball with how much he acted at ass. But good for him, man. Good yeah. for him to turn good, it around. Because he did a short stint where in, in uh, New England. Yeah. One game. I'm a Raven fan cheer, cheering for Antonio Brown, and we just Ooh. signed Le'Veon Bell. What the hell is going on? I know, Le'Veon. Oh, that's right. You did. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Hopefully he shows up next week because no. he, he damn sure wasn't playing in the game, sitting on the sidelines, chewing on sunflower seeds. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you guys signed in the practice squad, though. Yeah, but he's been moved up to the 53 now. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it kind of has to. I can see that. F my life. Yeah, bro. Oh, well. Well, good. No, this could be a fun football season. <laughs> we're going to recap that. Recap Every Tuesday. Yeah. Every Tuesday. Yeah. We're recap Every schmutz rant is going to be how, how Baltimore sucks. And get Jason in on some, uh, some bucks. Some Bucks sports talk. Got to give it to him, man. Scoop. If he's not going to come to ODS, he's got to give us the, the sports scoop. At least. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get him post-football. Post 
What do you think about the Bucks? Wait, what do you wait. think about the Bucks this year? Are you allowed to say you got a you signed an NDA? You can't tell us how you feel about the Bucks this he season. He can't. He'll tell us off. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I won't. <laughs> Jesus, like, leave us out. Fuck y'all, get leave, out of leave, here. Leave me out of this. I signed an NDA. Yeah, I bet he did. I bet he, I got to give it to him though. He's quick, quick on the draw. Like, yo, within point five seconds, talking about he's got about the Snoop. meme ready to go. He's got the Snoop video and ready look, to go. And I don't even know how this prick did it because I have T-Mobile. Because <laughs> the second he said it, my phone's like, Bing. I'm like, what? If I sent the text. You know, it would take a half hour. <laughs> it would have that long ass line where it's like sending, like, sending where it's like sending. fucking what you like, uh-uh. <laughs> and then it sends it, and then it's like boop, the exclamation point comes up, doesn't send it, but he sent it right away, and I saw that. That's a fucking funny video. Radio influence. You got your recording studio, your editing, your posting, your meme providing. Jason does it all, ladies bro, and gentlemen. Where's li- and quick on and the draw. Quick. He quick, had, he had, you had that shit bookmarked. Now, you know, <laughs> I'm, think, I'm thinking he's sandbagging them because Exhibit A, when he pulls up fucking uh, Aaron Rodgers, which that looked like my photo. Oh, he looks so terrible, man. Oh, my he's God. Not, he's, who, who's his wife? Can we get him a haircut? Like, he, oh, man. It's the hair is not Not even favors, just his too. wife. It's just like her, the kids, the offspring. Who's his manager? He uh, looks his like agent, he's on His meth. agent should have been like, hey, man, can you, can you shake this hair? Look. He looks like an extra from Breaking Bad. Right oh now. my all god! Terrible, oh man. man, he's been on the um. What 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 did what did, what did uh, Walter White call himself? Uh, what was his nickname? Started with an H. Fuck. Oh uh, oh my god! How am I forgetting? God, I should. I gotta wait. No, I'm not gonna what, say. what was his name? Heisenberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that show. She's out there. Rogers looks like he's hitting the blue crystal. Bro, he does not look good. Like, <laughs> and Brady's living his best life, and it's like <laughs> nobody's living their Yo, best life, man. You see videos of Brady all over Tampa Bay, riding around the black jag, just just kicking it, chilling, living it. Aaron Rodgers is out here, literally, just out in the street, picket signing. I mean, we'll work for food. In my mind, I've never been to Wisconsin. Zero desire to go there. Mm, I mean, too cold. Yeah, whatever. Cheese. I mean, what, what else is out there? But it's like there's nothing out there. So he wants to go. What's his deal? What, what, like, where, where, he's not going to go. Who's going to pick him up? One, they got to afford Rogers. Him. Any, well, anybody that anybody that's <laughs> looking for a quarterback would take Rogers. I bet. I bet it's you. Uh, I bet you the investment. Patriots would take him. I bet they would too. Yeah. And that'd probably be that'd probably be the best fit. And that would him. be a fucking nightmare. Ooh, if Belichick got Rogers, that would be scary. Fuck, bro. Anyway. Yeah, man. So there's football. Giants, fuck them. <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to get into that, man. Yeah, we should we should definitely recap next week after um after my team loses and your team loses. We'll come back and we'll talk about it. Um, yeah, yeah. No, how well, Jason's team won and our yeah, team sucks. Yeah, we'll have plenty of rants about that. Yeah. But uh, um, fuck yeah. That's part we'll have to trim. <laughs> <laughs> Behind the scenes, talking schmutz. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, what do we do? You want to just? I want to. I want to give a quick shout out to to Jen again. Thank you for coming through, and uh, thank you for the gift that you brought. Um, she brought us Martin Howard's book. I know. I'm mean, definitely going to check this out. I'm definitely to read this. I yeah. Mean, I don't. I didn't even read this much in college, but I'll, I'll definitely. Uh, and these are hardback copies. So yeah, like, no yeah. doubt. Shit. shit thank yeah. you so much again for that. Thank you for coming through. We look forward to uh, reading the rest of the script. Thank you for for being our guest today. I definitely appreciate that. And on behalf of Be More Mike. As well as myself, DJ Don Pablo. This is Talking Schmutz. Peace, God bless. We'll see you soon. We're out. Peace. Ciao.